Blog Talk Radio. Once you get on there, 
maybe have to hit the refresh button and then bam, you'll see us. So I thank you all for tuning in and this is the first Sunday in the month of July. Wow. Seven months to the year of 2023. And it seemed like it was only yesterday that we ushered in the new year. So it's letting us know that time is not, look, time is not standing still. Time is moving on. So with that, we want to talk today on this show. We want to talk about dealing with difficult folks while keeping your integrity. Hmm. Walking in forgiveness, keeping your peace in spite of their response. We want to talk about that much more in the episode called Being the Bigger Person in Spite of, excuse me, Being the Bigger Person in Spite of Feeling Small. It was ironic. I was um, getting this program together uh, a couple of, maybe a couple of weeks ago, days ago, whatever. But um, it was funny. I ended up looking at the Sunday school lesson for today, and it was very parallel. I was like, wow, you know. And so, with that, the main thing we'll be looking at is just, you know, main thing just looking at our attitude, our behavior. And one of the things that, just jumping on in, one of the things that we have to remember, we would love to be able to snap our fingers and people change. We would love to snap our fingers or even just pray for them and poof, immediately they change. But one of the things I often say, just because you pray for a person does not mean that they may change. See, we pray for people, but just because we're praying for them, God may hear our prayers and speak with them, but that does not mean that they're going to obey God. So the key thing in spite of us looking at the other person the only thing that we can do is pray for ourselves and control ourselves. That's one of the things, jumping on in, that's one of the things that we have to remember. Even when it comes down to conflict or whatever, we can pray for a person, true. But that prayer is mainly for you. Because as long as you do what you're supposed to, look, that's all you could do. As long as you do what you're supposed to, the rest of it, you have to give it to God or give it to them. Because like I said, what if you pray for them? Or they act worse. So with that, it's okay for us to sometimes even admit, you know what, that hurt my feelings. Or that wasn't right what was said. But the main thing is us doing the right thing. But one of the things I always believe in, sharing us doing the right thing the right way with the right intended motives. See, oftentimes we very, very, very much omit the motive. We don't acknowledge the motive or the purpose or the agenda of whatever act we may do. One of the things we always believe, man looks at the outer appearance, but God looks at the heart. What does that mean? God looks at your motives. So, you know, I can give you an ice cream 
and everybody may see, oh, well, you know what? That's a good thing. He, Brother Prater was trying to make peace and give him that ice cream. Okay, that's fine and dandy. But nobody knows that I put laxative inside of that ice cream. So that person knows. But what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to make that person look like the villain. But everybody else looking at me and like, wow, you know what, Brother Brady, you were right. That person is crazy. But I know and that person know I gave them some ice cream with some laxatives in it. There was a um, a movie that my brother was telling me about years ago. And he was saying that there was a car that was driving on the freeway. And then all of a sudden, that car just stopped and started driving in reverse. And as soon as he was driving in reverse, bam, he hit somebody from behind. And so when the police came, the car was pulled over. And the guy that was hit from behind, of course, he was upset because this person out of the blue driving fast and then driving backwards. And so, of course, the person that was that got hit, he was very animated. But then the person that hit him, the one that drove backwards, he was like, now, police officer, that sounds crazy. Do you really believe somebody and they right mind going to drive on the freeway backwards. He said, he hit me. He hit me. What? He's lying. He's lying. Well, the truth came out that that person that was so calm, the one that, now, does that look like there's something that a rational person would do? Does that sound like something that a sane person would do, just drive backwards and hit somebody from behind? The truth came out that the person lied. So when you look at it from the outside, of course, you're going to think, no, that person is animated. Look, he got his emotions or he he might be kind of crazy. So sometimes in doing the right thing, sometimes people may not understand the whole story. But the main thing you know and God knows. And so with that, let's be real. We need some help in dealing with sometimes problematic people or some type of conflict. And so the key thing for us to do is make sure that we do our part. And one thing we always talk about is doing things in love, doing things in love and speaking. But most importantly, I'm going to say this, and this, this may sound strange, But it's so important. When a person is speaking, they want to be heard. They want to be heard. And oftentimes, when a person is truly heard, not just you just being silent while they're speaking, but are you listening? Are you listening? Do you hear what they're saying? But in effective communication, we're not only listening to the words that come out of their mouth, but we have to listen to what is not coming out of our, not coming out of their mouth. And so sometimes we got to be the bigger person. That makes sense. That sounds so so hard. I was in a situation a couple of years ago, and I was talking to God. I'm like, God, you know, 
I'm the bigger person. How come I'm the one that got to come in and bring the peace? He said, because you are the bigger person. He said, I spoke to you. I spoke to you. Now, you don't know if I spoke to the other person or not. That doesn't even matter. The key thing is I told you. And so when you think about it, think about this. What if God told Adam and Eve together, don't eat of the fruit? Don't eat of that tree. What if God told Adam and Eve? And let's just say Eve went on and did it. But just because Eve did it, does that mean that Adam should do it? No. Now, in reality, God told who? Adam. And so in spite of the person named Eve eating the fruit off the tree, in spite of the person that may can influence Adam, Adam knew what he was told. Now, let's bring it up to 2023. You knew what you were being told. I know what I'm being told. And so with that, we have to do what God told us to do. Now, one of the things I realized, when we do what God tells us to do, then that gives him the responsibility of handling that situation. But if we do what we want to do instead of what God has for us to do, then we are responsible and we can never get the outcome that we desire or what God intended for us. Because if we want God's results, we have to do it God's way. But if we do it in our way, then we would not get God's results. And so in being a bigger person, one of the things we have to look at, keeping our emotions and feelings out of the equation. Now, just because just because you may push your feelings out of the way does not mean that you push your identity out of the way. That does not mean that you are ignoring if there are some feelings or anything or yourself. That doesn't mean that we are not acknowledging your feelings or acknowledging who you are. But see, sometimes what happens is when feelings get involved, then emotions get high. When feelings get involved, then misunderstanding can arise. One thing we have to realize that as long as we keep uh, feeling, or let's say our emotions, if we can get our emotions out of the way, even expressions, our feelings might have been hurt. That's fine. I will use the word emotion if we can get our emotions out the way while also acknowledging, hey, how we felt. That's fine. But also the same token, one of the things we have to look at is understand who we're dealing with. There are some people may not have the same understanding or the maturity as you. So what do we do? We have to deal with them according to their knowledge. And sometimes what we have to do, I can say sometimes, but all the time what we have to do before we even get involved and even sometimes the conversation, we got to pray for God to help us. And, of course, we still can pray for the other person. But like I said, just because we're praying 
for ourselves and also praying for the other person that does not guarantee that they're going to obey God. So in spite of, we just ask God to help us and ask him to set the scene. So that way there could be some type of communication where that way, even if that person try to bring war or even bring war and still cause chaos, no matter what, we will still be at peace. So the outcome what you may desire for them to lead with peace, like I said, there's not a guarantee. So we can't expect or be surprised when people does not respond the way that we desire them to. The main thing of it is we got to keep ourselves in focus, not the other person. So that doesn't, that doesn't mean that you don't acknowledge that person or you're denying yourself or your feelings. No, it doesn't. But one of the things you have to do is understand that this is a great opportunity for you to have the peace that you desire. And not just pertaining to that situation, but even just pertaining to life. Because sometimes there are some people, I found out that there are some people in the midst of chaos they can sleep because that's what they're accustomed to. Some people love confusion. Some people love chaos. Me personally, if there's a problem or a situation, it troubles me because I know how I am. Now, I have to understand that because I'm a certain way does not guarantee that the other person will be a certain way or other people are a certain way. So that was something even in the midst of growing up with a big family. I had to learn that everybody was like me. And so just like in the Bible, this is a good example that I had to learn. When we look at in the Bible, when a, when the disciples or the apostles were getting ready to go out to a foreign land to spread the gospel, what did they do? They studied the region of where they were going. They studied the people. They studied the culture. They studied the climate. They studied the economic situation. In other words, they studied where they were headed. So that way they understood how to handle that particular person or group of people in that region. The same principle that they did is the same thing that is required out of us. We got to know who we're dealing with. Once we know who we're dealing with and understand who we're dealing with, then that eliminate a lot of the stress because you know how to deal with them strategically. I found out a well a well trained professional boxer, one of the things they often tell those boxers is make sure you stay in control of your emotions. But what do they look, what does that opponent do before the match? Even when it comes down to the weigh-in, a day or days before the actual match, what happens? They antagonize them to get right here in their head, to get in their head to make them lose focus because there's a game plan going into the match because the trainer has got with that boxer to talk to them about that opponent, show them footages of videos of the boxer and all that stuff and pointing out their weaknesses. And so that way you already studied your opponent 
And for you to know what strategy that you can do to get victory. And get this, even if you don't get a knockdown or a knockout, you can win by points. So you got to understand the strategy. But if that opponent can get into that person's head, look, talking noise, taunting them before the match. And then when the match happens, when they face-to-face, what happens? When someone, listen, when someone has been intimidated, when someone is emotionally in their in, in they, uh, emotions and stuff, you know what happens? That person can tell, oh, I got this. Many of us have seen Iron Mike Tyson throughout the years. And look here, if anybody has seen an Iron Mike Tyson match from back in the day, when he get into the ring or before he get into the ring, as he coming down the aisle, you better not go anywhere. You better stay right there because not a guarantee that that match going to last for 10 rounds. There have been times we've seen a matches matches ain't even last them. Look, a whole round ain't ain't last a minute. Some look, some of them matches he had, he knocked them out. But one of the things in watching his interviews, he always spoke about, especially now since he's out of, you know, out of the uh, professional boxing. He say he can look at them, and he can tell that he already won before they rung the bell because he looked into their eyes. He saw fear. He saw intimidation. He won before they rung the bell. He won before the match even started. So in order for us to quit losing, we got to make sure that we stay Focus. Don't let anything or anybody intimidate us from the assignment, the task, or the focus that God has given us. That's why we have to remain focused and stay right here. Stay control of our minds and our emotions. Have anybody got you so upset where you like, you know what, next time I see them, I'm going to tell them blah, 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 and then that gangster you come out? That 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 South Dallas, that West Dallas, you you pick up that West Dallas anointing, that Pleasant Grove anointing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, that's what they want us to do. They want to get us out of our character. But sometimes what happens to take the air out of to silence the room? Sometimes silence is golden. Sometimes you got to realize everything does not require a response because sometimes that's what they want from you. Matter of fact, like I said, those that know me, I work in the jail. I've been working in the jail for a long time. And I remember years ago, there was a particular inmate. He was doing something. I can't remember what it was, but he was doing something he wasn't supposed to do. He knew it was a violation. But what he would do, he would try to Spin it. He would try to shift the conversation from accepting the responsibility and accepting the blame. He would 
flip the script to try to accuse me of something. And I said, dude, I may look young, but dude, I've been doing this a long time, man. Come on, man. And then that's when, of course, I believe in being professional. I believe in keeping my professionalism, even in my verbiage of stuff. But because I knew who I was dealing with, I was dealing with a hood dude. So I said, say, dog, look, let me tell you something. Look here. We ain't got time for all that, man. Blah, 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 blah. Says all that. And then he realized, oh, yeah, 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 you got me. You got me. Yeah, man. Come on, man. See? But I, because I knew who I was dealing with, first of all, that's doesn't know me. Those are I don't curse. I don't use profanity or anything like that. But on the other hand, you can get to a person right here without doing all that extra that will incriminate your character. And that's what you have to learn. Sometimes, and I'm, I'm going to give credit to my friend right here, Dwayne Philip Rose. Man, I love you. This dude right here said this to me years ago. He says, sometimes you have to laugh to keep from crying. Sometimes, not only you laughing to keep from crying, but sometimes you have to laugh at the people that maybe your uh, enemies or adversaries or whatever you want to call them. You may have to laugh at them to keep yourself from responding outside of your character. Sometimes you have to, you know what, boy, hey, hey. all right, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. See, I'm learning. I'm learning. My brother Jerry said this years ago. He said when I was a kid, he said, I live in a world of, in a bubble. He said, my world is a bubble and my, and my world is closing in. But I had to learn how to deal with people. And of all people who was, if you want to say, naive to the world, then I ended up working in the jail. But that taught me a whole lot, that if nothing else, if Dallas County does not give me any other thing other than my money, they taught me about character development and how to deal with people, understanding that everybody is not like me, and people are different. But ultimately, we still have to do the right thing in the eyesight of God because we are not responsible. I have to drill that in. We're not responsible for people's actions, but we are responsible for our reaction. Don't you know when a person acts in a way that's ungodly, okay, they may lose out a benefit or reward or whatever they want to call or their blessing from God. But because they lost our own it or they don't care about it, what if they trying to eliminate us from receiving the blessing that God has for us? So in other words, if they know they ain't gonna get it, what if they trying to block you from getting it? That's why no matter what, we gotta stay focused on the task at hand. <clears throat> Like I said, everything does not require a response. So we have to ask God to help us in spite of people who may be problematic. And so with that, we first, like I mentioned, 
we can't go on our emotions. We have to make sure, in spite of what they do or what they say, understand as long as we allow, as long as we allow ourselves to stay in composure, but also being able to listen to God, understand not only is his responsibility to defend us, but actuality, they're not doing it to us, they're doing it to him. I'll give you an example. If my son is doing the right thing and somebody try to mess with him, he ain't got to deal with it. They got to deal with me. So understand, because any child is under 18, it's the parent or the guardian's responsibility. And even with the kids, nobody can sign a contract with the child when they're a minor. It's the parent or the guardian that has to sign because they're the one that's over them or responsible for them. Well, that's in a physical sense. But in a spiritual sense, there's no age limit pertaining to God being our guardian or our spiritual parent. So let him sign, not us. See, oftentimes when we deal with a certain situation, God knows the root of every situation and every problem. But even though he may know the root of the situation, he does know how to get the proper healing or the proper answer or the proper treatment to the answer. But what happened when we end up going on our feelings or our emotions, what happened, we end up misdiagnosing the situation. And we, when we misdiagnose the situation, now we never get the proper results that we're looking for. Why? Because the situation has been misdiagnosed. Something may just need, they may just need a little conversation, a little communication, a little look. They call it a come to Jesus meeting. Let's talk. All the time, what we do. We don't talk to people. We talk at people, or sometimes we talk. We get talked at to. And so one of the things, until cooler heads prevail, sometimes we just be able to just shh, don't say anything. <clears throat> like having the silence to speak for us. I always watched growing up the older people, especially the older men. There was a older man that was in my life uh, that went to our church. His name was Dickon Wilson. He wasn't my grandfather, but he was a grandfather that I knew that I kind of took upon myself. <clears throat> and he didn't say a whole lot, but when he said something, it meant something. See, sometimes some people, they just talk, just hear themselves talk. Okay. But then there are other people, when they say something, they mean something. See, it's well thought of. And that's what you want to be known as. You know, a person that when they speak, they speak because now they understand they understand the heart of the person. But when a person just talks, just hear themselves talk, you know what happened? That's when you start having people shut you out. So 
But being the bigger person, it may seem like you're being taken advantage of, but in actuality, you're not. First of all, in knowing who you are in God, but also knowing who you are, period. I always tell people, even if there is a disagreement or what, excuse me, a disagreement or whatever, that doesn't mean that you allow yourself to be abused. That's physically, emotionally, even spiritually, financially, mentally. There's a lot of different abuse that are out there, but you do not allow yourself to be abused or taken for granted. You still have to own yourself and own and stand your ground. See, oftentimes, even in saying being a bigger person, people just think that, well, I guess I'm just, I'm just being sacrificed for the Lord. No, 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 no. God told us to use wisdom. And those that know me, those that know me, I'm keeping it real. Many of us as believers have allowed ourselves to be berated, abused, and taken for granted, thinking, oh, well, I'm just doing the work of the Lord. And the Lord is saying, I didn't tell you to do that. Your understanding is bad. You got a bad understanding or misunderstanding of the characteristics of God and what he wants us to do. So, number one, understanding that we're not walking, Matt, and just because we are meek does not mean that we are weak. That means strength under control. Another word that we often hear that it means is discipline. We know how to use discipline. We know how to use patience, listening, listening skills. I'm going to be honest with you. Some of our listening skills suck. Yeah. And is just really try to listen and understand what the person is saying and hear them out and then also let them know, hey, this is what I heard. And if there's a doubt or whatever, ask questions. We don't. We may not know everything. You'd be surprised a misunderstanding. Could, it can blow up a lot of things. But if we just come together and just listen, listen, but come in, not with a chip on your shoulder, not with any ill motive, but in love. So looking at having the opportunity to let a person know, hey, I want to come to you because I want to get this right. But if you see that that person is unwilling, then number one, don't feel bad. Don't feel like you failed God because that person is not wanting to listen. No, you do your, you did your part. But like I said, now this is when there's no abuse. Now, if there's some abuse and all that stuff, then look here. They void that warranty. You ain't got to get yourself in a position where you end up getting yourself abused or hurt or ultimately injured. No, don't do that. You have to use wisdom. Like I said, understand who you're dealing with, understand who you're dealing with, and most importantly, be in prayer. 
be in prayer, and if God set the scene, then fine, he'll give you the red light, excuse me, the green light. But if God give you forewarning, forewarning, and you, well, I'm, let me let me go ahead. Let me see if I can do this. Uh, uh-uh. because you don't want to get yourself in a situation where you go to the person prematurely, and all of a sudden things get worse. There's been so many situations. Like I said, I'm telling y'all, even from the jail standpoint, there have been so many situations that people. In it with good intentions, but they end up doing something that God did not authorize them or tell them to do, or they took it upon themselves to do it prematurely. And what happens? Everybody ends up going to jail or going to the hospital. So it's so important for us to listen to God and do it and get this, not just do it when he told us to do it, but do it the way he told us to do it. You know, understanding that God's ways is not our ways. There's a way that seems right to the man. There's a way that seems right. So I may say, well, you know, I'm going to go ahead and do it this way. No, no, no. But understanding that approach that you may have worked with someone else that might have been effective might not be effective with this. So that's why we got to ask God to set the scene and asking him to help us to have the strategy of how to reach that person. Make sense? <clears throat> and so with that, sometimes it, it may feel like, but understanding that, not like I said, not going on our emotions, but even just coming to that person, you'd be surprised in being that bigger person. Sometimes they end up getting a slice of humble pie. Because sometimes, you know, some people, I found this out. I'm going to be honest with you. I found this out from grown people, even though they're professing to be in the church. And I can say, I can speak about it because I'm a minister as well as a man that grew up in church. I've seen it. And like I said, also working in the jail. There's so much stuff I can tell you. There have been grown folks that scared to say I was wrong. Or that's the number two thing. The number one thing. I'm sorry. But with that, acknowledging not only that you were sorry or you were wrong, but the major thing is, is acknowledging what you did. Look here. I went to your house. I stole some money out your your house. I deliberately broke your vase, stole your car. And then the next day, well, if there's anything that I did that may have hurt you, I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh-uh, that ain't going to cut it. No, you admit, no, look at it. Let me tell you something. I was wrong for going to your house. I stole this. I stole that. I did that. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now, not only in admitting that I was wrong, but I'm going to give some retribution. Everything that I took, everything that I stole from you, I'm going to give you double. Yeah. But, well, just want to say, you know, if I did anything to offend you, uh, forgive me. You know what you did. You need to acknowledge it. That's, that's one of the major things that we 
don't do oftentimes. There are some people that do it. They generally do it. There are some people, they can even accidentally step on your toe, and they're so broken. They're so constriped. They're so like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. They, they're genuine. But then them other jokers, man, them sorry son of a biscuit eaters, they be, well, you know, they be running games. Now, that right there, I'm like, man, uh-uh, no, you know what you did, you rascal, you little knock-knee Asher anchor rascal, you, you know what you did. Yeah, so when you deal with somebody like that, uh-uh, you just still watch them because, listen, when it comes down to someone changing, there's going to be true repentance. Yeah, and sometimes because of us being the bigger person, because we became the bigger person, God came and set the scene and allowed us to get what we deserve. And that's an apology and retribution. But as long as we, well, I ain't going to do nothing, I ain't going to do nothing, then not only you missing the opportunity for God to move in that situation, but you cut off your blessing. You got to stay focused and do what you're supposed to do. Don't let anything or anybody get you outside of your character. No. Listen, matter of fact, I always tell the inmates that sometimes there have been times where I had to break up fights or like they're finna get, get ready to a fight. Then that's when brother Prater don't show up. That's when officer Prater show up. I say, hey, man, hey, man, y'all better not fight. I said, look here. Your main objective why you in jail is one thing. Praying to God to help you to go home and be with your family. That's the main thing. You need to be working on your case. Not working on his head. Not working on his head. I said, now look here. I said, is he worth you spending more time away from your family? Are they worth your time getting away from your family? I said, dude, you're missing a point. You're missing a point. Quit being weak-minded. Stay focused. Work on your case and get up out of here. Because when you get up out of here, you might not even see him again. Yeah, yeah, you sure right. You sure right? Yeah. Quit acting ignorant. Go on over there. And that's saying, you know, a few minutes later, you see them sitting down eating. Sometimes, some, sometimes some people got to be, sometimes some people have to hear it. But what do we do oftentimes? I don't say nothing. Oh, we just, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let it out. I'm going to let it out. Being look, you're being foolish. Understand your feelings can change at the drop of a dime. Your feelings of the word fickle. Your feelings are like the especially the Texas weather. Texas weather, shoot. <laughs> when you leave out the house and gonna be gone at gone all day, you gotta have on some shorts, ski boots, uh mink coat, <laughs> a ski mask. And an umbrella. <laughs> you don't know what to expect. Oh, look, it might snow, rain, and sleep, tornado, and sunshine all in the same day. So you don't know what you're getting. That's when you're dealing with your emotions. But you can't you can't put your emotions in the equations. Excuse me, you can't get your yeah emotions. You can't get your emotions in the equation. But you can also, when you're dealing with a person, let them know how you feel. Not only let them know how you felt in the situation, but also let them know how you feel about them and the situation or even the relationship. 
Because some conflicts can be resolved when that person understands how important that you are to them or how important the relationship is. But also understand, with that, it's okay to acknowledge. I found out a beautiful thing. When you let a person know how you feel, now get this. Now, like I said, this is not pertaining to a relationship pertaining to dating that might have been abusive, uh, uh, courtship, or abusive marriage. I'm not even acknowledging that. With that coming, I say, run, Forrest, run. Any abuse, look here, and I know some, uh, I'm not going to get no soapbox. Because I, I hear this all, I heard this sometimes. I even heard preachers, well, you know, uh, y'all married and telling their member to stand in an abusive relationship. Uh-uh. Well, you know, the Bible say, look here. They say, oh, God hate divorce. Yeah, but God hate domestic violence too. No. So I'm I'm not even acknowledging any type of abusive relationship. We talking about, you know, disagreement. That's it, it might have been a misunderstanding, but we're not talking about a domestic violence or a toxic relationship. We ain't talking about that. Now there are some people, and not just not just with relationship, but even at the workplace, there are some people where you know who you're dealing with, you deal with them accordingly, and you can still be respectful, but you deal with them with a long silver spoon. There are some people, shoot, like I said, matter of fact, thank God I had my anniversary. I, looked, I saw my um, I saw my. Uh, certificate about eligible for retirement. Thank God I reached it. But throughout my years in law enforcement, shoot, there are some people, they about as shysty, lying, all the, and be the main one. How you doing? Oh, oh, I'm blessed. I'm trying to get us fired. I'm telling you what I know. If y'all want to know more detail, y'all can call me. I'll tell you over the phone, but I ain't going to say it online. Nope, 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 nope. Using wisdom, and I'm not gonna get my emotions involved. But they be lying as all I do is. So understand, even when someone is being a bigger person, you gotta understand that your character is always look in the spotlight. Don't you know you could be the great example for someone, not only to help bring reconciliation in your situation, if possible. Because all the time, it ain't possible. There's a difference between making peace and bringing reconciliation. Reconciliation being being the way it was before the relationship was severed. But there are some people, they have done some heinous things or they have not proven themselves to earn that trust. Some people, you just got to just... Look, respect them, love them from afar. Matter of fact, I was talking to my brother earlier, and, you know, he know how to do it. He know how to do it. He he mentioned he know how to do it. I Look, deal with somebody that you know is, is cutthroat. My sister used to say all the time, I can't do fake. Look here. When I don't trust you, I don't say nothing. I know how to work, I know how to work with people I don't trust. But as far as ha ha he he, uh uh-uh. no, I'm watching you because I know anything I say or not say could be held against me. So with that, 
you got to understand, as long as you do your part, you do your part. Do your part and do it unto God. Like I said, God going to reward us. God going to bless us for us doing our part in spite of what their response is. Like I said, we're not responsible for somebody's response. As long as we're doing it from our heart, there are some people, I found out, there are some people, they just love chaos. Look, you could be the most peaceful person in the world, and they still may have a problem with you, but that's not your problem. That's their problem. I mention all the time here, and God bless his soul, but Mr. Cole, that used to work with us, one of the nicest sweethearts of a guy. And there was this inmate that said, you know what? If I get a chance, the first person I'm going to do when I get out is hit him. You know why? Because he's just too nice. I was like, wow. That was my first year, I think, year or two working there. I was like, wow. But understand, you can be the most sweetheart of a person. There is somebody that don't like you. Not because of what you did, but because of not just who you are, but the issue they got within themselves. That ain't your problem. It's their problem. Listen here. You, some people, like I said, they love chaos. They love drama. But we as believers are supposed to be a light. We're supposed to be a light. But I found out our light coming to their darkness can be an unwelcome light into their atmosphere. It can be an unwelcome light into their environment. So, hmm, who problem is that? We acknowledge who they are, what they are, and we deal with them accordingly. That's it. Sometimes even us being a bigger person, it just Hey, not saying anything. Okay, but well, thank you. And I say, I say, sometimes what I found out, even in being a bigger person, there are some people we can do something for them. That's why it's so important for us to be asking God, God, do I need to do this? Do I need to do that? Some people, well, I just, I just want to help. I just want to help. But did you ask God if you need to help them or not? Because what happened? We end up helping people that God did not authorize us to help then we end up at a loss. <clears throat> what happened is when we end up doing things or helping people that God did not authorize us, then we are helping or funding somebody else's assignment, not our assignment. Time we always say everybody is not our assignment. So we, that's why we got to ask God for direction and guidance on what to do. But in spite of, even if, it was a loss. Hey, some things we may just have to write off. There are sometimes some people we just have to write them off. And when I say write them off, that means like as a business, as tax purposes, they write off things. And so there are some people, they owe us money. <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes we got to be the bigger person say, you know what? I just count that as a loss. No, I just count that as a gain, as a lesson learned. That's what you do. But as long as we continue to go over there every day calling them and everything, the first thing they'll get us on, Judge Joe Brown of uh, the People's Court and say, oh, they're harassing me. You've seen some of them shows. 
They'll say all these things. They called me 145 times. They pull out all the documents. They put out all the phone log and everything and come to find out, wow, you really calling that person all the time? Yes, yeah, because I want my money. See? So sometimes we just know who we're dealing with, and that's the greatest lesson. That's one of the greatest lessons. When you understand who you're dealing with, deal with them accordingly. So with that, another thing that really caught my attention, that's why it's so important for us to always do the right thing. Always do the right thing the right way. The Bible tells us, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things to be added unto us. Now, that may sound simple. Sometimes some people may take it out of context. But seek ye first who God, the things of God and his righteousness, meaning God's way of being right, doing the right thing the right way not our way, but also understanding it is so important for us to do the right things at all times. Why? Because we reap what we sow. We reap what we sow. I'm going to read a a few scriptures and I'm going to share something with y'all. First of all, Deuteronomy 6 and 18 says, this from NIV, do what is right and good in the Lord's eyes, so that it may go well with you, and you may go in and take over the good land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. Proverbs 21 and 3 from the NLT, New Living Translation. The Lord is more pleased when we do what is right and just than when we offer him sacrifices. That's saying is the evening scripture said obedience is better than sacrifice and back then back in the day sacrifice sacrifice is the way that we said to god we apologize but when you do the right thing there will be no need for a sacrifice that's why obedience obeying god and see disobedience was the reason why the sacrifice had to be made but if you obey god that's better So uh, Galatians 6 and 9 says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good or what is right. And just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessings if we don't give up. Understand, it is our responsibility to do the right thing at all times because, like I said, we reap what we sow. You cannot plant tomatoes, plant tomatoes, plant tomatoes, water the tomato tree, water the tomato seeds, water the tomatoes, and expect potatoes. No. But also, get this. Think about this. Now, I heard heard, uh, someone say this, and it really blew my mind. But it says, when a bird is alive, the bird eats ants but when the bird is dead the ant eats the bird but it takes one tree to make a million matches but it takes one match to destroy a million trees 
So understand that time and circumstances can change. But understand, we cannot control time. Time actually controls us. So understanding that anything can happen, and even at the highest of heights, we have to understand that the roles can reverse at any moment. The people that we will mistreat as we're going up may be the people that we need as we're going down. So that's why they always say never burn your bridge because you may need that bridge to cross back over if anything happens. So it's so important for us to understand the importance of doing the right thing at all times because you never know who that person that you may be mistreating or even the person that may be um, at conflict, never be so big or too proud to say that you are sorry or even to lend a hand. Now, yes, it may seem like, you may seem like, well, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm I'm always being the, uh, the bigger person. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Of course, we talk about God. Yeah, God see, but guess what? There are people that are here on earth that see us. Our character speaks. That's why we have to be consistent. The devil does not want us to be consistent with who we are in our character. <clears throat> like I mentioned earlier about that boxer, the well-trained boxer. He got to stay strong-minded. You know, you look at some of the great athletes or performances. You look at Michael Jackson. You look at Michael Jordan. You look at Prince. All these guys and many others. They're, they are a master of their craft. Even Kobe Bryant. They were a master of their craft. A master of their craft. Because in spite of the situation, they say focused. Matter of fact, even when those that know me, I am a huge admirer of Prince, Prince and um, Michael Jordan. But when it came down while everybody else partying and playing, they were rehearsing. They were rehearsing. Matter of fact, um, Prince's former bass player, when he joined the band, he asked Prince, hey, hey, when do we practice? He said, you practice at home, we rehearse together, or we rehearse on stage. Practice, oh, wow. You practice individually, but when we get together, we rehearse. You got to be disciplined. You got to be disciplined. We oftentimes miss out because we mismanage our time or mismanage our emotions. We're not disciplined. We're not structured. Some some of us are lazy. Some of us, we we rather have things given to us. But one of the things I found out that God's not going to oftentimes put stuff in our hands. He puts stuff within our reach. Sometimes it takes us to get off our do-nothing to do something. Hey, go after it. And so with that, we have to start doing the right thing. And it's okay to be the bigger person. 
It's fine. That says a lot about you and less of that other person. But deliberately do it. In other words, do things intentional. Understand, God can bless you. Don't worry about anything else. You put everything else in the hands of God. Like I always say, that's God's responsibility, not mine. But once we get to that mindset of doing the right thing and do it the way God has for us to do it, let him deal with it. And once he deal with it, then we realize, you know what, God, hmm, only you. Listen here, sometimes God want to blow our minds. But he can't bless us or blow our minds because we still have that animosity. Look, it's time for us to be clean, clear. We got to get that stuff out of our hearts, out of our minds. You know what? Ain't nothing to nobody worth risking what God has for you. It's okay. Like I said, being a bigger person, sometimes you'd be surprised. It may seem like, well, you know, no, no, nobody understand. But let's just say you right now, in whatever situation, regardless if it's with somebody at work or somebody in the family or friendship. And like I said, this is with people that you don't have any criminal activity against or some criminal, there's no criminal act. Again, because we're not talking about breaking the law or anything like that. You know, if there's a restraining order, hey, no, y'all still obey the law. But in reaching out being that big person, you know what? You'd be surprised what God may do. God may answer a prayer that may not even be associated with that person. But the thing is, God want to know, can he trust you? And he may have allowed that situation to show that he can trust you with what you have, look, prayed up or laid up before him. Look here. Find yourself being obedient to God in whatever situation. Sometimes it may seem like, man, why am I doing what I, but the thing is, like I said, your ways, God's ways are not our ways. But if we give it to God and allow him to handle that situation, you know what? You'd be surprised. All it takes sometimes is for you to step out on faith, obey God, when it don't seem like it makes sense, but you're obeying God. You're doing your part. When you do your part, like I said, it's his responsibility to do his part. Looking at your obedience to God, looking at that as a deductible, a deductible for what you deposit, what you've deposited for God to do something. And like I said, God may do something that may blow your mind all because you obeyed him in this area. But all of a sudden you obey him in this area and he ended up doing everything over in that whole area. Because of you obeying him in this area right here. You have to be responsible for yourself and allowing God to come in and move, move for you. I hope that we understand the importance of not allowing anything or anybody to get us right here. 
You're supposed to be in control of your mind. You're supposed to be in control of your emotions. And with that, if God told you to do something, like I said, don't try to figure out, well, why I got – quit all of that. Quit all of that. It ain't worth it. Look at this. One thing I always say, moments like these, it, it actually exposes our relationship with God. If God tells us to do something without even think about it, we should be able to do it. Because you think about it. Imagine you having a child and you tell them, hey, I need you to wash the dishes. And they either, okay, and they do their chore, they do it, they do it right. They do it right. And then, they, okay, I'm done. You look at it, like, oh, okay, good. But you tell them, hey, go ahead and do it. Well, why I got to do it? Right? you like, look here. You won't get on my last good nerve if you ask me one more time. But I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Mm -mm. See, the other thing, even in us doing it right, so even in us doing it, that old saying, people often say, well, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. Do it right. Do it unto God. See, that old saying, you don't have time to do it right, but you got time to do it again. But if you do it right the first time, there'll be no need for you to do it the second time. So do it right. Do it right the first time. Do it un- do it with your heart. I didn't say your emotions, but do it unto God. Do it unto God. And don't worry about anything else. Don't worry about the results. Don't worry about anything else because it's his responsibility to take care of it. Also understanding and you doing the right thing and you doing what God told you to do. Like I said, do it exactly the way God told you to do it. Don't add anything else. Don't add or take away anything else the way that God told you to do it. Always think about when God told Noah to build something that was never created for something that never happened, something that never happened before. It never rained before. And for him to build an ark, he was not a professional boat builder, but he built and took specific instructions from God Almighty. But just imagine if he had been off just an inch, it would have destroyed humanity and animal kingdom. But he took specific instructions from God and obeyed him. Same thing pertains to what God told you to do. You're building something for something that may be happening soon. Now, because of the the flood, there were many lives that were destroyed, but then there were others that were saved. God may be telling you to do something to save you to save your family, to lead you to a place that he has for you. So why question? Just do it. Just do it. And you know what? You may be right now, you may be needing to go into the bathroom or whatever room that may have a mirror, and you talk to yourself. Talk to that person who's in your mirror and let them know, I'm going to obey God. God may have been tugging on you about reaching out or doing something, and you might have put it off. 
because you feel like you're going to be hurt. You feel like, you know, you expose yourself or you feel like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm being a bigger person or, you know, I'm, yeah, you being a bigger person, but that doesn't mean that you are small. Like I said, being a bigger person, but feeling small. And like I said, feelings can be misleading. Feelings can be wrong. You know what? I found that I felt so loved every time. Every time I would be in a hospital and I had my nurses to take care of me, I felt loved. I felt heard, understood. But there was no love connection because she was there doing her job. <laughs> but my feelings would tell me, hey, man, hey, man, there she is. There your bride. There your wife. Man, you see that love and care that she's giving you? Yeah. My feelings were telling me that, but the reality, look, if I was paying attention to the reality, I would have been paying attention. She got a big old rock on her finger. I'm just using that as an example, but it's realistic because oftentimes when we go on our feelings, we could be so wrong. And get this, you could be sincere with your feelings, but you could be sincerely wrong. So that's why you can't go on your feelings. You got to go on facts. You got to go on reality. Hmm. And it's okay to admit, I was wrong. (laughs) It's okay. This is a learning process. Life is a learning process. So we have to take advantage of it because that's what God put before us. God may have allowed this situation. Matter of fact, God may have allowed you to watch this video, watch this episode of Reconnect on Heart right now for you to go ahead and do what he's been telling you to do all this time. You waiting on your breakthrough? You waiting on things to change? Well, God waiting on you. In order for God to move in your life, you got to move first. There was a song by the Matter Class Joy that said, I made a step. If you make one step, he'll make two. But why expect God to do the two-step? We ain't even done the first step. Can we trust God for the results? Can we trust God? God told us, look, our relationship with God should be numero uno. God told us to do it. What's the hold up? Just do it. There's nothing too hard for God. You never you never know. You never know how God may move. But stop trying to figure it out. God already worked it out. But the obedience. And so with that being said, I hope that there is something that really caught our attention to help us to understand the importance of even just being the bigger person. And also even the big being the bigger person Sometimes you'd be surprised at the end of the day because we did our part. You'd be surprised when people come back and say, you know what? I was wrong. I apologize. Yeah. And also, it was not just for us, for us to be able to hear that, but it was also for them for them to say that. The Bible tells us we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony. But that what you did for you to step out and be that bigger person, you created healing for yourself and for that person. 
because what happened? Because now that person can say, you know what? This is a growing opportunity. There's a maturing opportunity for us to be able to, you know what, grow up. You know, and I'm going to get ready to um, wrap it up, but that's why even with testimony at church, testimony is there to encourage us, inspire us, let us know what God can do for us to see and to hear the testimony from others, but also even for confession. And so that's why even it's so important when someone is confessing, hey, let them get it out because it's helping them to overcome and it's helping them to even mature, look, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. So it's so important for that and to hear that person. And you know what? Look, we may have forgave them years ago, but for them to say that, it, it helps them. Because you know, you don't know how God may be in dealing with them. <clears throat> you never know what God may have said to them. Because, like I said, to you, they might have been just that. You know, to you, well, to them, you might have been just that coworker. You know, always carrying the Bible, or you might have been, you know, to them, <clears throat> just some old. You know, I know her past, and I know his past, all that stuff. But because you went on and became the bigger person and you went on and you intervened, they wouldn't look, they didn't see you, they saw God. Because you went in the authority that God and the obedience that God told you and God may have dealt with them and they may have realized they may have hurt just you but towards God. So when they repent to you or apologize to you, they are actually also apologizing to God for not just what they did towards you, but what they did to, towards God's child. Something to think about. So with that, it's so important for us to be able to just be the, be the, be the bigger person. It's okay. And like I said, being quick to do it, go ahead and do it. Don't, don't drag your feet. Obey God and do it. When God tell you to do something, do it. And listen, delayed obedience is disobedience. So if God telling you to do something, don't drag your feet. But also understanding, and even in being a bigger person, even forgiving that person, that doesn't mean that you have to trust them. Because forgiveness and trust are two different things. Forgiveness is free. That's what the Forgiveness is for them. But trust is, excuse me, forgiveness is for us, but trust is for them. And if someone has broken our trust, we don't have to give them the trust. We do need to give them forgiveness, but we don't have to give them trust. Trust is the level of relationship or dealing with pertaining to the heart. We don't have to allow everybody in our heart. But we do have to offer everybody into our forgiveness, grace. <clears throat> Sometimes we have to give people grace. Sometimes we have to give grace to the disgrace. Oh, my. So with that, allow God to help you to even be able to, just even right now, God asking God to set the scene for whatever situation. Somebody that may be watching right now, that they're thinking about, you know what, <clears throat> they've been contemplating 
or reaching out or God, listen, even if they hadn't even wanted to reach out, but God been setting little nuggets here, nuggets here, nuggets there to reach out. You need to call this person. I ain't going to call them. You know what? I ain't going to lie. Sometimes we can be bullheaded. No, I ain't going to call that person. You know what? If they see me, they'll see me at Walmart. I'll run into them and I'll, I ain't doing nothing. Hmm. But even if they don't change, you did your part because you don't want anything or anybody to make you miss your blessings. You want to make you don't want anything or anybody to make you miss your peace, miss your joy. Like I said, ain't nobody worth, ain't nobody worth risking my joy, my peace, my salvation, my whatever. When you go to bed at night, you should be able to have sweet sleep, peaceful rest. And as you get peaceful rest and you did your part, shoot. I'm telling you from firsthand experience, there's nothing too hard for God. And when you put it in God's hands, not like I said, you put them in God's hands, God may get their attention in a way where they run to you. On the other hand, God may try to get their attention and they still ignore God. But God can help you to get peace even in a tie being severed, even in a relationship being broken. God will give you peace and help you to be able to heal from that relationship or friendship or whatever it was. The main thing, you do your part. So with that being said, if there's anything that we may have to give to God, let's give it to him right now. And then just in case someone who may be watching who may not be saved, one thing we already read, Romans 10 and 9 tells us, Thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, and believe in the heart that God will raise him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. There's nothing too hard for God. Like I said, all things are possible through Christ who believe. And so we trust in him in every area of our life. It is his responsibility to take care of us. It is his responsibility to take up whatever situation that seems like it's unbearable for us. But understand, even when it's out of our control, it is within his control. We just got to allow him access to come in. Let us pray. Dear Father, we're coming to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God, we acknowledge your presence on today. We're coming to you right now, God. Ask you, God, to forgive us, God. If there's anything that's in us that's not like you right now, God. Ask you, God, to forgive us, cleanse us, and make us whole right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we speak it right now, God. As we receive your forgiveness, we thank you for your forgiveness. God, we come to you right now, God, telling you, God, that we need you in every area of our lives right now. In the name of Jesus, there may be someone right now, God, who may have had a situation with someone or someones. We speak it right now, God. Give us the wisdom, God. Give us the insight, God, of handling that situation right now. In the name of Jesus, help us, God, to not make a move until we hear from you, God. And help us, God, to hear from you, God, and respond in complete obedience, God. Help us, God, to emerge ourselves, God, in your obedience right now, God. Help us, God, to do exactly what you tell us to do. Or help us, God, to just sit still and receive what you may tell for us to do through the other person right now, God. In the name of Jesus, help us, God. 
to not get on our feelings, God. Help us, God, to not be moved by our emotions, God. But help us, God, to be led by your spirit right now in the name of Jesus. God, we're speaking right now, God. Even right now, I'm seeing, God, for God, to even give the responsibility of even revenge or repentance over to you right now, God. God, we know, God, you said vengeance is yours. So, God, we're speaking right now, God, that we yield every revenge any hurt, any anger, even any hatred or unforgiveness, God. We give that over to you right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we speaking right now, God, there's someone right now, God, they've been so frustrated with how things have happened right now, God. And they and they feel tired of being a big person. They feel tired of being used, of being tired of being walked on, God. So, God, we even speaking right now, God, that you comfort them right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Help them right now, God, to understand that they are important. Their feelings are important. They are important. Everything pertaining to them is important. So, God, you're even going to help them, God, to even coat their heart, God. Help them, God, to even to control their heart right now, God. Help them, God, to not allow themselves, God, to allow their heart to be broken, God. But help them, God, to be responsible, God, and having to have uh, life boundaries right now around our hearts. In the name of Jesus. And we bind everything the devil stands for. We counsel the devil's assignment right now. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, for being an awesome God. Thank you, Lord, for moving mountains, God. Thank you, Lord, for even just being a hedge of protection, for being everything to us right now, God. God, we speaking right now, God, those who may be grieving, God. Touch them, God. Comfort them. Be with them right now, God. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we be speaking right now, God. There are some who may be watching this video who will be watching this video right now, God. Thank you right now, God, for moving in their lives right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for not giving up on them, God. Thank you, Lord, for letting them know how important that they are right now, God. There are someone right now, God, that you even helping right now, God, with their self-esteem, God, that you helping them, God, not for them to be used or not being taken advantage of. Thank you, Lord, for what you're teaching right now, God to us and through us right now, God, even through this situation right now, God. And, God, we give any loss and every loss over to you right now, God. And we know, God, even if we have given to those, God, who may have mismanaged or may have used us, God, we speak right now, God, that you help us, God, to be compensated right now, God. And thank you, Lord, for the lesson learned through this right now. In the name of Jesus and Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the drive, for the patience on us, God, and for the forgiveness, God, that we're able to extend to others right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank you all for watching this uh, episode of Reconnect My Heart. If you all want to get in contact with me, you can contact me on Facebook. My name is Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R. Prater, P as in Paul, R-A, T as in Tom, E-R. Uh, on Facebook, you will see my videos and daily devotions. Also, you can go to my website at reconnectmyheart.com. Brotherprater.com. On brotherprater.com, you see my daily devotions and also my videos, as well as my personal appearances on my calendar. Also, this is my website, so anything pertaining to me, you can kind of just check it out. You might like it. Also, you can go to the store section of 
my website, you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to God of Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men their needs or their responsibility towards their family, their children, even their children's mother, regardless if they're with them or not. But also I speak to the ladies because we want to make sure that the relationship is reciprocated. We talk to the ladies to let them know what the needs of men are and also to help them that may be pursuing a potential future husband and or father, the present or future children. Also, this next book, um, uh, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, The Love Beyond Life, uh, it's a tribute to my sister, Sheila Prater, who was um, tragically killed by uh, in the midst of domestic violence. And uh, I thank y'all, even in the midst of this, you know, I thank y'all for the lesson learned from this. And just know, look here, I tell people, I don't know everything. God knows everything. And so I don't want anyone to think, oh, well, you know, my life is perfect. I understand. I'll say this because we're getting ready to – I got a few minutes. I'm going to tell you all this. When I lost my sister, that was one of the worst days of my life. But God had a conversation with me a, a few minutes after I found out what happened to her. God told me all throughout the years I've preached what God can do. I've preached the goodness of God. I've preached, I've taught, I've shared the goodness of God to some, so many people. He said, now I'm in a position to show people what God can do. I'm in a position now I can show people not only what God can do, but who he is. And so even just to let you all know, yes, I'm a minister, man of God. I'm a worshiper. I'm a worshiper. If if I if I had to be known for anything, that's one of the major things I want to be known for. A worshiper of God. A little little kid growing up in church. The little church boy. They used to call me the little church boy. Didn't talk a whole lot. I love church. I love God. And so in the midst of this. This was one of the hardest lessons I had to learn. But in spite of, I had to trust God because he told me, and I had to trust him. And so I want to tell you the same God I've been talking about, the same God that I've been telling y'all what he can do, how much he loves you, how much, look, we've given everything to him. The same God I'm telling y'all about is one I'm relied upon. And so I'm telling y'all, if God can do it for me, I can do it for anybody. I'll be the, like I said, I'll be the first one to tell y'all, don't think I grew up with a silver spoon in my mouth. Don't think that, oh, I've been clean all my life. No, I have to look here. Before I even get on the podcast, before I do anything, I may not do anything on the outside, but I had to pray and ask God to help me right here on many occasions. And But also, I have to know God's word to bind some things that they may try to pull forth. So I tell y'all, the same guy that's doing it for me, he can do it for you. And guess what? I thank God I know God for myself. I thank God I know who I am in God. And so that's why I want to encourage you. Know who you are in God. But in order for you to know who you are in God, you got to know God for yourself. And I want to encourage you all. This is the time and the opportunity as we get ready to wrap it up to God. Talk to God more than you've ever had before. And you don't have to, oh, the great Abraham. No, just talk to him. They're like, God, I don't understand. 
talk to him. I promise you, if you be real with God, he will be for real with you. So with that being said, I thank each and every one of y'all who are tuning in. And thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you and good night. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.